the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of uh, 10 o'clock, I think it is. And if you'd like to join us, and we have a car show for the next two hours, if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And there's three of us sitting at the counter. We've got Tom from Action Auto, and he works on all kinds of cars, right? Absolutely. Um, from BMWs to Mercury Zephyrs, can we go... Well, it, the Zephyrs are not... Uh, <laughs> I needed something with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> a okay. to Z. So, what about a Nissan Z? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A Z car there. And mechanical work from engine overhauls to oil changes. Absolutely. Fair enough? Yep. Okay. And then we got Greg here from Phoenix Body Works. And um, we just met him today. And uh, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Don't believe a and, thing. And I've been talking to him all morning about the employees just wrecked my truck. So um, he, he confirmed what I was told, that the bed is welded and no longer bolted to the rest of the bed. So the front panel and the tailgate and the floor, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So um, my son says, oh, we're going to take care of this. And I've changed my mind <laughs> because I don't think that's a good idea. No, so, we're going to need to take care of this for you. I okay, think. okay, all right, all right. That and and you know what? I'll get it a lot quicker from you. But I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody else. I'm happy to stand in line. I have too many customers tell me that they want to move to the front of the line, and that I'm bothered. I, that's tough for me to do. So I want to make sure you know that I'll just take my place. So well, you, we wouldn't move you up anyway. That's fine. That's fine. But I know Heather. <laughs> and that's I know true. she actually runs your operation very much like my daughter, Andy. Well, yes, she's excellent in the front. and uh, uh, But Rudy runs the day-to-day operation and does okay. a great job, and he's fair with everybody. You know, and, um, He doesn't play favorites, so you won't get anywhere with them that's fine. except to that's get fine. your truck done right. Well, I have I have pictures with you with a woman other than your wife, so maybe Rudy will give me a discount for that. That could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> of course you know I'm teasing you. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Okay, I got some stuff that I, I put together, and actually the first one belongs to you. This is Mark's do's and don'ts, but they're really don'ts. Don't wear your seatbelt. You'll look fine with stitches all over your face. Well, and powder burns on your face (laughs) when the airbag goes off. Your face is in it. Okay. All right. And then I have another one for you. It was um, don't belt your passengers because it doesn't hurt when they're flying around the inside of the car and they hit you. It does hurt badly. (laughs) He was one of those passengers. Oh, yeah? You want to tell us about that? 
I don't remember, Tom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead and tell the story, Tom. Well, it was just last up in Las Vegas. Okay. I was going to change the lane and decided I didn't. Oh. Mark okay. came into the front seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. We were just cruising. We just got on the freeway. and Yeah. I'm just sitting in the center, and he's got a brand-new uh, Dodge Diesel, and he's got a really nice big console. And I'm not buckled up yet. All of a sudden, he's... He, Tom's a very fast driver. Yeah. It's, and he just him. flies and then brakes. And I roll, actually roll up onto the console. I'm in between him and uh, Rudy. Yeah. And uh, had to push myself back, and then I buckled up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ignore how old your tires are. Just drive until you can see the air inside. Don't ignore your dashboard airbag light. Just know it's not going to work when the light is on. That's right. Okay. These are things a lot of people don't know. They And they also, uh, it, it's it, it's interesting, but the yellow light on the dash is quite different than the red light on the dash. And it's just like a traffic signal. Yellow is go ahead and drive. Caution, you got a problem. But it, when it's red, it's the oil light, the overheat light, and that means you got to stop. But not at the next exit and not at your house three miles away. Right. So we had somebody bring a car in, I don't know, a couple months ago. The motor is one big melted piece of metal. And, you know, what happened on it overheated? Okay, but there's more to this story. Well, you'll have to ask my wife. I'm not asking your wife. I already know what happened right. here. It'll make it another couple miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It'll yeah. make it another couple miles. That don't, was a don't. Yeah, that Don't was, make it a couple more miles. Don't worry. As soon as you look up for your phone, you'll need a three, another three to five seconds to stop before you hit the car in front of you. Don't let it bother you that you're traveling at 55 miles an hour. You're traveling three football fields a second. So when you look up, you've traveled plus two f- football fields at 55 miles an hour because we've timed people. And so think about this. You drive along and then you look down. And you're looking at the thing, and we're already at two, three seconds, and then you look up. So obviously, if you're doing 15 miles an hour, it's not that bad. But if you're doing 55 and north of that, it's one and a half your st- times your speed in feet. So 60 miles an hour is 90 feet a second. So it's that kind of thing. And we're trying to drive that home with people with respect to looking at their phones because they think this is going to be all right. So I'm going to ask you to, do you know anybody? who's ever admitted to you that when they're driving down the road and they do look up, they might be in a different lane? Yes. <laughs> Tom? Oh, it happens. <laughs> and and you can see people. If you're following somebody, you can see them cross Drifting. or get close yep. to the middle or get close to the fog line and then jerk back, and you can see their head bobbing up and down. Absolutely. So you can see who's doing that. Those driverless cars are coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think we're going to have trouble... Um, fixing those cars i don't think so i don't think we're gonna have trouble there's we have to change Uh Uh but change is good you remember you remember we went from points and condenser to electronic ignition we were all scared to death then we went from conventional brakes to abs then we went from an air conditioning system to a 12 then to a 134 now we're what one two three four five correct and then we've gone from traction control and brake activated traction control and now we understand wheel sensors. So I've never been afraid of the next thing because of what we've been through. We went through carburetors with electronic um, feedback. Uh, feedback yeah. And then we went to fuel injection. And we had first throttle body fuel injection and then port fuel injection. The transition wasn't easy, 
but we look back now and it's kind of and now it's direct injection yeah yeah you're exactly right speaking of direct injection what we're talking about is is we're going to inject the fuel not behind the intake valve but right into the cylinder right in the combustion chamber. in the combustion chamber there is a problem with that right pressures well and and the carbon because, folks, we used to spray the fuel at the back side of the intake valve, which washed that oil into the cylinder with it. Now that we're not spraying the fuel in there, we got tremendous carbon problems. So you can see on the on YouTube and all those other great places where they drop a camera into the intake and, oh, gosh, the back of the intake valve is terrible. It, it, that's a problem. Absolutely. I don't I, know how we're going to fix that. Well, it's just a, a routine cleaning. Okay. So do, have you decided what equipment you're going to use for that? Oh, we already do it. Okay. Yeah. And what are you using? We're using a, a BG product. Okay. That, uh, and you're injecting it where? Right into the intake at the throttle body. The air intake. Right. Okay. So this chemical's going in, and it's passing the valve, and you're adding it to the air system, not the fuel system. Right. And right. it's we cleaning are. that up. Just like if it was a carburetor, we're washing that intake manifold. We're washing the backside of the valves. Okay. Then with the cam, are you able to see before and after? We have the cameras that we can drop right down its throat. Yeah. Okay. So there's been some concern that we're going to be <clears throat> rushing this trash down the exhaust, and is the cat going to be able to handle the solids and the the dirty water, the dirty chemical through? Well, the, the catalytic converter is getting that product anyway. Okay. As far as the carbon and the oils. And, right. Yeah. So all we've got is the chemical we're using. Right. Add to it. Add to that. And I'm thinking if it's if it's combustible, it's actually going to help keep the catalytic converter hot. It'll help clean it out. Yeah. Okay. And then we got Greg. Greg has water-based paint now. Mm-hmm. And it, before it was obviously enamel and you, th- you did thinner and it stuff. It was solvent, yes. Okay. And what's the difference there? Uh, well, it's, um, y- you know, the solvents were easier to blend and... Uh, uh, repair when things were hurt um, and blend is get the color right correct right? okay correct good. so like if it was something happened something got into the paint and whatever and we had to redo a panel um the solvent was more forgiving um uh, water uh once you get used to using it it's actually um an easier product to use but it's not as forgiving when you have when you have mistakes but with Everything we've done in our business, as far as purification in the air, downdraft, climate controlled booth, uh, heated, um, it uh, makes it to where the uh, paint comes out so clean that you really don't have to ever do any, I mean, not never, but it's rare that you have to repaint the panel uh, because the, any flaws that might have been so minor in the clear um, will be color sanded and polished out. The end result is. Uh, it looks better than factory usually. Okay, so the door matches the fender. Oh yes. Okay. Now, when you use a water-based paint, are you putting a clear coat over the top of the water-based yes, paint? Yes, and that's solvent. Okay, that's a solvent base. Now, yes. I think you told me once that clear coat is nothing more than paint with no pigment. Kinda. Correct. Yeah, okay. it is. It's, okay. it's your ultraviolet screener. Okay. Uh, protects your color. Okay. All right. And then, do you have equipment for those that would be colorblind or wouldn't have a good sense of what purple's supposed to look like? Do you have something that helps you determine that? Well, um, you have to have a painter with uh, good color, okay. good color eye. I mean, you can't be colorblind and okay. or, or so forth. But we have a $10,000 camera that we use to match colors 
when we have cars in that are repainted or whatever or we don't have a, a formula on it, or even when we do have a formula on it and we're struggling to match it, we'll use that to get us dialed in closer. But the end result is you just have to have a great painter that knows what he's doing, that knows all the pro. you know, the you have a formula. And so he takes that formula list and he adds to the formula as he's looking at his spray-out panels, knowing what he needs to, he needs to make it a little bit more brown or he needs to make it a little bit more darker a little more a little more metallic to it and so but sometimes because he's such a seasoned veteran he knows what to do as far as going off the board in other words it may not be in the formula he needs to add something else because the sun has changed the paint uh to be much different than what it was brand new out brand of the factory okay and that makes that makes a lot of sense my question after the break is is where does he do, do his testing on the panel that he's ultimately going to paint no he, he, he we have spray out panels that okay. little, and uh um they're about four by six uh and he actually saves all of his uh spray outs for variances because uh we have a gentleman that's we're doing his 75 firebird and he stuck a lot of money in this car mechanically, and he wants a really nice paint job. But he wants the brand-new Chevrolet Silver. And uh, so we said, well, which one? And he goes, well, the brand-new Chevrolet Silver. <laughs> so my painter showed him there's 11 variances to that color mm-hmm. or whatever the number was. And so we sprayed them all out for him and let him pick the one he wanted. Okay. And he was amazed that he had to pick through 11 samples. 11 of silver. Yeah. 11 and samples so of silver. And so that's what we're up against when we get vehicles in, there's different uh, variances. Okay. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We have two mechanical guys and one paint and body guy, so if you have any questions, we'll do our best to answer them, and if you don't like the answer, then don't call. Of course, here's what you're saying about the Seth Liebson Show. Well, thank you so much, Seth. Love your opening commentary. Just first have to say how incredible you are. I love, love, love your show. <laughs> I'm blushing, but thank you. I love your show. Listening to your show is like going to class. I think you're probably one of the best guys out there, and I recommend people go listen to you. I don't hear any mistakes from you. You're pretty much an A-plus student. Seth, thank you for the show. The best three hours I have during the day. Weekdays at 3 on 960 The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? You could be losing sales by the second. Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. A full-service digital agency, providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Contact Salem Surround. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with 
the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. The bipartisan House impeachment hearing got started on Wednesday. Now, with all due respect, Ambassador, your clear understanding was obviously wrong. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960, The Patriot. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Welcome back, everybody. Let's see what time it is. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to be here for two hours, but if you would like to call us, we've got mechanical guys and painting and body guys here, so you're welcome to call us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Real quick, let me tell you about a diesel shop. And it's called Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're off of I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and Nate knows more about diesels than anybody I know. And he's a diehard diesel guy, but he works on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. So your big three-axle truck that hauls 80,000 pounds is not likely to be something that he wants to deal with. They also have a website for 24 hours a day that you can look at the performance stuff and look at some other stuff that you might want to enhance your diesel. So I know, Nate, and I know you'll get good service. So if you have a diesel and nobody else can find it, fix the problem. Nate's a good guy at Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Bob, thanks for holding. How can I help you? Morning, guys. You know, on that gasoline direct injection, uh-huh. are you going to get symptoms, or should you be doing that cleaning thing like as a maintenance thing? Hey, Tommy, why don't you take that one? Well, it's a, a maintenance. It's a maintenance. The, the problem with the—I shouldn't say the problem, but okay. Um, how about that one? You, are you, am I there? Okay. Hold on, just a minute. Oh. Just talk. Keep talking. I can hear you. Okay. Ready? All right. Okay. So on direct injection, as with a lot of other functions of the automobile, the degradation is very slow. So as you're driving that car 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 miles, you're not noticing the loss of performance, the loss of fuel economy. Again, regular cleaning on it keeps things going, keeps it well. It keeps your fuel economy and performance going. Okay, and there's some other, um, in an exaggerated way, you'll have extended cranking when it's hot because it acts like a sponge and sponges up the fuel. So, yeah, you're going to have some symptoms, but on a 1 to 10 scale, you're already at a 7 or an 8 or a 9. And you really don't notice them because you got so accustomed to that being that way. Okay. So, yeah, it's a good idea that that you look at that as being something that's an option as long as you're hitting all the cylinders. And I don't think there's a code for that. I don't think maybe a rough idle. The computer 
makes adjustments. Yeah. So yeah. as the computer's making the adjustments, you're losing your fuel economy. But uh, it is normal maintenance. Okay. And, you know, the funny thing is they come up with all this new gizmos and things to, to get good fuel economy. But then you have to pay for cleaning, you know, right. which you typically didn't have to do on other injection systems. So where you're saving the money at the gas pump, you're spending it now at the maintenance. The direct injections today doesn't look like it's a step forward to us. We're creating a problem, and we're not washing that oil off the back of the valve. And so we're creating carbon, something that we didn't have to deal with before. I don't understand the benefit of direct injection other than the fact, and we're swirling the gas on the back of the valve, we're swirling the gas with air at the same time. Or direct injection, we don't have that benefit. Well, on the the other side of it, we're running smaller engines, Mm -hmm. more horsepower. You you think of a Camaro. Camaro's got four-cylinder engines in them now, (laughs) and they're better performing than they used to be. (laughs) So, You're right. Yeah. You're right. All righty. We're making it lighter. Bob, that worked for you? Yeah, have you seen that walnut shell blasting that they do or something? We do that quite a bit on BMWs, yes. And why BMWs? Problematic. Okay, all right. And are you, you're you using the crushed walnut shells? Correct. And you're and blowing them in, and we're cleaning up the back of the valve? Right, and we're vacuuming them out right at the same time, cleaning okay. that carbon. Okay. It does happen, and it's a problem, and it's, uh, I don't think we've had that issue with any Japanese, Asian, American car at this point, but certainly we've been doing it to BMWs quite a bit. So you got to make sure the exhaust valve is closed, and the intake's closed, or both of them's closed when you're doing well, that? Well, you certainly want to close them off, but the nice thing about the walnut shells is that it will make its way through the engine, and okay. it's a lot safer for the engine, or the metal components of the engine. All right, it'll be on the intake side and the exhaust side, but it's not going to be in the oil side or the coolant side. Correct. There's no contamination right. there. Well, thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. Vicki, you're up next. How can we help you? Thank you. I'm grateful for this opportunity to talk to a paint man. Oh. Uh, in April, I bought a, uh, I'm the third owner of a 1969 C10. The first two owners lived in Prescott, and both of them kept it in a garage. The first owner, sometime before 1974, had a white truck painted appropriately cream-colored because it is a cream puff. My question, uh, I've had it washed and waxed twice at a hand car wash and had carnauba wax uh, put over it. Uh, what can I do to maintain the, uh, the paint in the best condition possible? Well, if you can uh, keep it garaged, um, or out of the sun as much as possible, that's going to maintain it the best. As far as waxes, um, you know, wash hand washing is always the best. Uh, car washes, um, they're a little hard on the paint, but, you know, um, just a good quality Meguiar's wax, um, once every couple months at the most, but maybe every six months. It just depends on how much you use the truck. I drive it once a week to work. Okay. So, yeah, you if you can do a nice hand wax where you take your time, don't do it in the sun, uh, once every six months is plenty. And just, you know, like I said, you keep it clean. Um, sounds like it's a really nice truck, and it'll stay that way forever, really, because you've got a real neutral color that doesn't normally go away too fast. Oh, thank you. It was appraised at between very good and fine. I was very lucky to find the truck. Well, good. 
Good, good, good. Does it have sentimental value? Something that you drove when a kid or you had your first yes. kiss in this truck or your dad <laughs> passed it on to you? I mean, there's always a story about this kind of stuff, but we don't want to get into the areas that's going to get me fired, right? No, my, my parents have, from uh, the time we went to the Seattle World's Fair in 1962, we had a C-10 with a camper. Okay. And uh, my first, well, my first vehicle I drove was a 69 Impala. My second truck, my first truck that I owned was a 1970 C10, which, uh, although I, I'm good friends with the guy who bought that from me, I would never want it back because it was a three on the tree. And okay. I'm grateful this, this one's a four on the floor. No problem. I have a question for you. If she takes it to work and she, she, she should park it in the shade, is that almost as good as in your garage? Just out of the sun? Well, um, as long as it's out of the sun, yeah. That's the big dog. But the other part of it is make sure it's a tree that's not dripping. Okay. All right. I was oh, thinking I, about I those have... metal car, uh, metal carport oh, kind yeah, of right. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have shaded parking at work. Thank you. Oh, nice. parking. All right. Well, okay. then you're all set. Yeah. So the mulberry trees and those trees that drip and stuff, they're a bad idea. But just I was the concern was is sun versus environment. Yes. So it's, it's the, the ultraviolet rays okay. that take out your paint. All right. I think the guys that um, take car covers to work <laughs> and cover their cars, I always want to see like a Lamborghini <laughs> underneath that car cover. So you, you don't always see that. You well, know. I think that it, uh, putting car covers on at work, it, it can actually be hard on the paint because you're putting that same cover back on a car that's already got some dirt on it. Okay. So that's wearing away all day uh, with the wind on your paint. Okay. All right. I understand that. 602-508-0960. We have open lines. There's five of them. If you'd like to call, Gil is our engineer. So you say, good morning, Gil. And then you say, I'd like to be pushed to the front of the line. And Gil's going to say, certainly. So 602-508-0960 is his phone number. And then we'll get you on the air. So the question becomes mechanical guys, paint guys, paint and body guys. And then I'm going to ask when we get back, we used to have Bondo. Do we still have Bondo, or is it plastic, or is it fiberglass, or all that kind of stuff? What's the changes, and what's the difference between a long time ago and today? So again, 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, guest David Mayer-Levy will answer the question, Trump, Israel, and the Kurds, a Russian victory or a sly and subtle Trumpian sleight of hand? That's Middle East Radio Forum, 
Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here next to me is Tom from Action Auto and Greg from Phoenix Body Works. Tom's up at Deer Valley. He's the northwest corner of Deer Valley and I-17. And Greg is a mile north of the 101, a mile east of the, of the I-17. On 19th Avenue. On 19th Avenue. So I've known both of these guys for many, many, many years, and I just wrecked my truck, and I, I practice what I preach. So him, he, you're going to get it, and um, and I'm going to tell my son that his idea of fixing it himself is a bad one. Probably so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when I hear that we got to weld the bedside on, and I already know we don't have anybody that can do anything but splatter a welding rod or a, a stick, or not a stick, but a wire feed. Yeah, and for resale of your truck, when you do finally get it, you want it to look factory. You don't yeah. want it to look like somebody welded a bedside on. Right, so. and, and and you're right, you're right. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. Tom's first. Tom, good morning. Morning, how you doing? We're good, thank you very much. Good, good. We were talking about direct injection. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a 2017 Accord, and it's got a 170-degree thermostat in it. I just 
have an aversion to these cooler temperatures. What's your opinion on those? Um, go. I, you should run it at 190 degrees. The heat, okay. the, ex, the extra I, I, heat, the extra heat that's in that engine will keep it cleaner. Okay. And, and right. I've got I'm a different. A, opi- I got a different opinion, just slightly different. From an oil perspective, water boils. Answer this, Tom. When does water boil? Two twelve. I was talking to the other Tom. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Too many times. The oil oil guys say this. They say the reason why we had sludge in the 70s and the 80s, and we kind of got rid of sludge in the 90s, was because every time you shut it off, you make a tablespoon of water, and then you got to get the water up to 212 to get the PCV valve to suck it and send it up the tailpipe. So they're saying the 220... The 220 on your gauge is exactly where we want you to be, but it also enhances the ability for the fuel to vaporize and so forth and so on, and we don't drip fuel out of the injectors. So there's top, 190 is fine, but two, according to the oil guys, 220 is where they want you to run because your oil is going to perform much better at 220. And this, I was at ASU not too long ago, and I asked the class when water boils. Nobody was there. <laughs> when it's on the stove well, for quite some time. One guy comes back and he says, 100. And I said, that's Celsius. Convert it to, to you know, the, the other thing. But anyway, we had fun with that. But 212 is what Chevron and Vaveline and Philip 66 and all those guys, Shell, I, I didn't say that, um, they all want you to run the temperature up. Because if you don't, we turn the oil to mud, the water and the oil turns to mud, and then that creates its own set of problems. That do it? Yeah, I got a follow-up question to that. I'm okay. having a hard time finding a high camp. So I looked on the internet, and their high camp, their idea of high camp is going from 172 to 180, and it's not enough effect. How can I cross-reference that? Everybody seems to only want to sell you the, you know, the one that they quote think goes with it, and I want to get around that. I would have to do a little research on that. I believe the factory thermostat is going to be at about one ninety two, one ninety five. I'm 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 going to bet my I'm going to bet a hundred dollars on that. Yeah. We, ever since the early two thousand tens, we've seen nothing but one one ninety two, one ninety five thermostats. So, uh, if you've got a problem, here's what you can do. You you got to feel that upper hose while it's warming up. If you get hot water or warm water through that upper hose, the thermostat's either not there or it's stuck open. Right. So it's yeah. it's a situation where um, you can go to Google University, but I can tell you this much. Those guys don't work for me or Tom. They don't know what they're talking about. And half, three quarters, 75, 95% of what you get off the Internet is from somebody who's a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker. And you don't know anything better. So, uh, you know, I don't know how many years of experience you got. I, I'm only 20 years old. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we tell our ages? That's right. I okay. gave up birthdays a long time ago. Okay, well, I'm 39. We just crossed over 30. Well, my yeah. wife's 39. I've been working for her for 39 years. But, yeah, it's uh, I. So we're, we're both on the same track, 195. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, you know what? We're going to take Jerry. Jerry, what can we do for you? Hello. Um, excuse me. I've got an 09 Durango. I'm working on a window regular on a rear passenger door. Uh, question is, I the reason uh, it's stuck in its down position. Okay. I've taken the switch out. I've got the door panel off, and I've powered the. Uh, if I hit the switch, the window motor flinches on its way down, but will not flinch on its way up. 
I checked the plug coming to the um, rear seat, going to the motor, and I get power on both sides, going okay. up and going down. Okay, you got movement up and down, though, but it just won't close, right? You got movement up and down, but it won't close or won't open all the way? Is that what it is? No. the I'm trying to determine if the motor on a regulator is bad. Okay. Okay, we're, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back to you. So you just stay right there, but I'm up against the tall break, and Gil is yelling nasty words in my ears. 602-508-0960. We're going to take care of Jerry, and then we got four lines open. You're welcome to call us. We'll be right back. Hugh Hewitt explains the landscape for the Democrats. Michael Bloomberg is running for president, as I told you. There are three choices before the Democrats. You can go Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, or Michael Bloomberg. Everyone else is irrelevant. And he is gonna, he's going to play to win. He has a record. And he's known to the Democratic base. So it's fascinating what's going on over there. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Attention, aspiring nurses. Due to popular demand, Aspen University has added a second campus in North Phoenix for its three-year accelerated BSN program. Our new campus in the clinical collaboration with Honor Health has no wait list, and tuition and fees are less than $50,000. Want to learn more? Just text NURSE to 246810 right now. Most courses are online, and you'll complete your clinicals within our network of healthcare providers, including organizations like Honor Health. Plus, if you need more flexibility, we offer a nights and weekends program. Don't wait. Spaces are limited. Text Nurse to 246810 right now. We finished construction on our brand new state of the art campus in North Phoenix and classes start this month. Text us now to RSVP to our open house. You'll tour the campus and be able to meet and talk with our program director, faculty members, and our enrollment and academic advisors. Text Nurse to 246810 to learn more and schedule your tour. Text the word Nurse to 246810 right now. Text Nurse to 246810. The total cost of your degree program will vary depending upon the courses taken, transfer credits awarded, and fees incurred. Message and data rates may apply. Texting privacy rules and Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. Congrats. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. 
It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let's push all the buttons and make sure that we're not feeding back. When you, can you hear the difference between Mark making a mistake and not? Does that ever happen? No, 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 no. I'm pretty mistake-free. Um, you can just ask my wife, and I'm pretty mistake-free. And l- let me tell you real quick about Autodynamics. He's over in Sun City. He's been around a long time, and Chuck, Chuck and I have been friends since 1968, 1970. Derek now runs the family operation. It's a really trusted source for complete automotive services in the Sun City area. So it's it's kind of an unusual situation, and our industry hasn't really agreed that this is best or not, but... Derek has decided his staff and mechanics are not paid a commission or percentage of a repair bill, so he can ensure that they're not going to sell unnecessary parts and repairs. So I'm keeping track of that as well as a lot of other guys. But nevertheless, Autodynamics on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue, is a place that I'd like to recommend. Jerry? Yeah. Okay. Tom, take it. The window. Okay. The, the window. The yeah. motor goes up. But, oh, I'm sorry. The motor goes down, but it will not go up. That is correct. Sounds like you have a switching problem. Because well, when you I when you the op- wire. I'm sorry. I took the I disconnected the power going to the motor. Okay. I ran a uh, multimeter, one side ground, one side to the switch. Hit the switch. I got power. I did it on the other toggle, and I got power on both sides. Okay, we're trying to fix the cars through your eyes, but we know we reversed the polarity. And the fact, and you, you wanted to know if it was a motor regulator, but the fact it moves at all says it's not the motor and the regulator. Have you tried the, this op- this window operation from the master switch on the driver's door? Yes, I haven't. I got nothing. Okay. Well, give, give the motor a tap and see if it changes its mind. Yeah, yeah. This is what you do. You have well, somebody. I, I, I beat on it. <laughs> no, we're. Well, well, let me let's finish. Okay, hold on. Okay. Um, you you just have somebody, perhaps the car's running. Somebody hold the switch in the position you want it to move. You go outside and whack the door with the palm of your hand, not enough to dent it, but to shake it up. And probably fifty percent of the time, things will change. But sometimes it's a motor and sometimes a switch, so you're still back in the same box you're you're in. Well, we reverse the polarity, and so if you say you have power through both sides, I think he's lost the ground. It's right. possible. Yeah, it sounds so, like a grounding issue. Yeah, but this is something that needs to be diagnosed, but um, I don't know that I spent a lot of money guessing because the chances of you p- a master switch is hundreds of dollars. And um, It's probably more money than the regulator. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So try what we're saying. Whack the outside of the door when somebody's holding the switch in the direction it doesn't go, which I think he said was up, and see. Right. And if all of a sudden the motor goes up, then more than likely you have a switch problem. Okay? Okay, well, it sounds like a switch problem because I already beat on it, and then I got nothing out of it. So. Okay. Well, good luck, Jerry. Jerry, thank you very much. Kip, you're up next. How can we help you? Yes, I have a F-250. Um, 
250,000 miles on it. Uh, about two months ago, I had the ABS light come on while I was on the freeway. Um, shut it off, and the light stayed off. Uh, about a month later, it did it again. About three weeks, it did it again. Okay. Now it's okay. doing it three times a week. It always goes off when I shut it off. Of course, that's it's supposed to do that. It's supposed right. to. I mean, it's not going to light after the keys in your pocket. But first of all, um, I, I'm not going to say that you're not telling us the truth. But he may be the first Ford guy I've ever heard in the world that got to quarter million miles. Yeah. Well, uh, tow trucks. Oh, oh it's a lot of I got towing it, time. <laughs> I've got my brother who has the same truck and got 417,000 on it. It, so it that, is. How you, if you take care of a vehicle, it will take care of you. And I'm going to take agree. the other and side it, of the coin. Fibbin runs in his family. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm just no. teasing you. Well, I, I, <laughs> hey, I, I know Snow White, so I can say she, she does have a few things that would say, no, he's not telling the truth. Yeah. Oh, you know what? She's my human lie detector. So I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that. This is a four-wheel drive. The, this Truck. is a four-wheel drive? Yes. Yeah. Okay, go. Pattern failure, from what we see, the hubs are starting to get worn in the front. Now, the, now uh, I'm not telling you to go replace anything. You need to have it checked. And, well, and here's what you can do. If, if the hubs are wrong, then you find some church parking lot, and you make some abrupt lefts and rights turn with the light off. And if we start getting that hub to wobble, oftentimes you'll get the ABS light on. Right. Another thing you can do is go out to the church parking lot when it's not full and just do some really hard right turns in a circle. Then go drive it. No light. Then go to the left turn circle, and then the light comes on. Well, there's a difference in speed when you're doing tight circles. And we, yes. But in the reality, we're going to plug our scanner in and go drive the thing and see which one of them is dropping the speed. You can't do that because you don't have a scanner. So, Tom, give or me an oscilloscope. I'm huh? sorry? Uh, or, yeah. Tom, uh, diagnostic fee between what and what? Running tests on that car, you'd be anywhere from $80 to a couple hundred dollars. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. It's just a matter of when you find it. Right. So if you're going through all kinds of stuff, but you have to know that there's nothing going to go. Uh, when the ABS light's on, you just don't have analog brakes, but you're not going to lose all your brakes. So it's really a matter of the best thing that could happen is, is it fails altogether and the yeah. light stays on all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anti-lock, yeah. An- anti-lock brakes is taking the brakes away. Yes. Okay. So when the light comes on, you have brakes. You just don't have that anti-skid. Yeah. So well, I I use Thompsons, and I and I've always enjoyed Thompsons. You, Thank you. Your list of if car cars are great. Uh, I've seen some of our transmission people go come and go, and I'm like, oh boy, I've never done anything to the transmission either. So. Um. Uh, I think you've never had the transmission open. It's not been flushed or the filter. I've had it flushed uh, twice. Okay. All right. I'm of the opinion that you have the filter done once and then 60,000, 90,000 miles, you do a flush. And you bounce back and forth because I think you'll agree we want to look in the pan. We don't want any snap rings in the bottom right. of the pan. Right. And we And we want to see clutch material that others might think, oh, this is bad. But in reality, the clutch material is normal. So if you've had it flushed a couple of times and you've got success, what's the expected life of the transmission in the F-250 or in any truck, four-wheel drive truck? What do you think? Expected life average. 
hundred and a half. And me too. I'm with you. A hundred and a half to two hundred. It depends on how you take care of it. Well, and he's got two. He's got two hundred fifty thousand miles on it. Temperatures that are running at. And his wife's probably driving it, and he's lying about who drives it. Yeah, a lot of variables. He never drives it. <laughs> okay. I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. All righty, Brian. Well, th- good luck to you. Thank you very much for calling. And, and certainly if you live near Thompson's, I would give him a try. you got a couple of choices. You can wait till it gets worse and the light comes on sooner and stays on longer. Um, or you can go get it fixed. And if it's intermittent and it doesn't happen when we drive it, it's kind of de- hard to determine which corner the, the problem's at. So anyway, thanks, Brian. And, Gil, do we have anybody else? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That was Kip. And, and Brian, we're ready to help you. Okay. Hi. Good morning. Good I'm morning. I'm in an 06 Tundra. And at 120,000 miles, the dealer did a differential, the rear differential service. And he did it with the OEM uh, fluid. So a thousand miles later, which would have been two months later, I go to my shop and I tell him, it feels like I'm driving on marble. He, he took it around. He took it around the block. He felt the vibration, jacked it up, and he put um, Equitorque in it, okay. the lube Equitorque, and it disappeared. So now, a year later, I'm at 130,000 miles, and it feels like I'm driving on cobblestone. So my question is, do I just keep adding more Equitorque? Do I have another service done? Okay, you take the Equitorque thing, but I'm going to comment first. First of all, there's only four companies that make oil. So I don't care about whether it's Tundra or it's whatever kind of fluid it is. Um, every 1030, every 520, every 1540 virtually has the same compound, but it's in a different bottle. But you well, can talk about the Equator. And those come out of a different hole? <laughs> they come out of the same same bottle? No. The earth? No. Yeah, exactly. Back, back to the, the fluid. That Equatorque is a limited slip additive. That, yes. That, that, it's got the little sticker. Right, because it's got a clutch pack inside the differential. My thought on this is the differential pan should be open should be opened up and reinspected. The cover. The cover. Yeah, yeah, we need to pull the cover. You want to make sure there's no metal coming there because there's axle bearings, there's side carrier bearings, there's pinion bearings that could be coming apart. And that would affect well, the fluid. Well, that's kind of my concern. I'm doing more damage to the thing. That's why you should open it up and get a look at it uh, and then make a determination but, where we're going. All right. But not everybody can look at the magnet if there is a magnet in there and tell you whether that's normal for your 120,000 miles or not. So thus us gray-haired guys have seen this before, but your limited slip differential matches your symptoms. And, and you know, when people say they're driving on cobblestones, that could be the tires coming apart also. It could be some other no, things. Fine. Yeah. So, I mean, well, what other things, Mark? Yeah. Well, I, I think so, we need to diagnose it because you've given us a couple of different kinds of symptoms. And the, the, the limited slip differential with the wrong fluid or without the additive typically drags a tire on a hard right turn or a hard left turn. And you chatter. And you chatter. But when you're talking about driving on cobblestones that, and you're driving straight ahead, we're not talking about activating the limited slip differential, both tires, unless, of course, he's got a tire that has a different diameter or a different size than the other tire, and that would be something that we would look at, and that's something you need to look at. So that that's so how I would handle it. The odd thing is it doesn't happen when I back out of the driveway, but it only happens for the first 20, 30, 40 feet as I'm going, and then I think the fluids kind of take effect and, and lubricate everything. Okay, well, you're asking a question that can only be fixed after we fix it. 
or can answer okay. after we fix it. So you know what? Um, why not just change the fluid again? Yeah, get an inspection. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. I mean, because well, the gasket's 10,000 miles. I mean, is that still a good gasket? Um, well, it just depends. We have to look at it. If they over-tighten the cover and you got the cover that's got a big dent in it and the gasket's uh, flattened around the hole, then uh, we're probably going to want to do that. What? What are you laughing at? Gasket's 3 bucks. I, I, I agree with yeah. you. I agree. Is it $3 at your place? I think it's like forty two ninety five at mine. Yeah. Well, you use a different down. gasket. Yeah. <laughs> I just throw that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got $3 gaskets. And and what's the labor to do that? Oh, this. <laughs> it all depends. Okay. And it's got a rear cover on it, yes? Yes, it's got a rear cover oh, on it. Or is it removable? Pump? Me? Exactly. Exactly. Yes, you, you, um, Brian, is it got a, a cover on the back of it? Yeah. Okay, okay. We're, we're just wondering if there's no cover out there, it's a little more difficult to get into there. Okay. So that's why we ask you. But okay. anyway, thank you, Brian. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And the air gun means we got another caller. Who is it, Gil? That would be John. John, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. Good morning. I have a 08 HHR panel that in the last couple of weeks has started to end up with gas fumes in the cab after I fill it up. Once mm-hmm. it goes down, you know, a quarter, an eighth of a tear, eighth or a quarter, then it disappears. Only seems to do it when it, and it's gotten, it's getting progressively worse. What do you think, Tom? And no check engine light. No. No. Well, c- certainly the way the fuel tank breathes, there's going to be, certainly, hopefully there's something there. There could be a leaky injector, but again, it's, uh, something that needs some ins- another inspection on it. It's, it's kind of hard to, to diagnose those specific symptoms because it can be... Because we're going off the smell. Yeah, because we're going off the smell. So, I mean, it, the question is, is it under the hood? Is it under the, on top of the fuel tank and everything in between? Have we lost one of the, of the vapor lines um, off of the evap system? There's just all kinds of stuff. But it would help if you could... Identify if it's under the hood or at the back of the vehicle. Now, also, are you? Fi- I want you to pay attention when you fill it up. I want you to shut it off at one click. And and do you normally stuff the tank? No, I just let it run till it clicks off, and that's that. Okay, all righty. So if you stuff the tank, I had a guy last last week admit to stuffing the tank. He admitted it. And so I was going to give him a free oil change, but he hung up first. Nevertheless, when we get back, we'll kind of brainstorm that between us. So if you stay right there, John, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you'd like to join and ask a question, you're more than welcome. But And right now is a good time to call, but we're going to be back for another hour. So if you miss this time, then you can call back, 602-508-0960. Um, we've got Tom from Action Auto. And then um, we've got Greg from Phoenix Body Works, and he's kind of feeling lonesome here. So if you have a paint question or what's clear coat really mean and how do you know when your car is really appropriately fixed after an accident, then Greg can help you with that. 602-508-0960.